and welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast, a place to share the journey of walking with God on the narrow road that leads to life. I hope that you find rest and encouragement here, but above all, the awareness that you're not alone on the way. everyone and welcome back to the Narrow Road Podcast. I am your host Rachel Bowyer and it is my deep and wonderful pleasure to be with you again for another episode. We are trucking right along 365 days of podcasting and we are on episode 11 today and we're going to talk about discipline. Discipline. I know that in like for me even that word bothers me. <laughs> um if you were disciplined as a child in varying forms, I think the word discipline doesn't sit right with many of us for a lot of reasons, but that doesn't mean that the word should be cast out um, because it does have riches in it because our Heavenly Father disciplines those he loves. And I think we read discipline and we consider discipline as inherently something negative, something that's done to you because you've done something wrong and because that's how discipline is typically uh, translated and used and demonstrated in the the world today. However, that's not what discipline means to our father. Discipline is about child rearing, so to speak. It's about training you up, coming alongside of you, strengthening you, building your character, um, sanding down your rough edges and smoothing you out, helping you find your way in this life. Discipline isn't about rebuking you and breaking you and punishing you when you've done something wrong. It's actually evidence of doing something right. It's actually evidence in the kingdom of going in the right direction, of growing in God that he would discipline you, that he would um, allow some things into our lives that feel painful in the moment, hurt in the moment. They look like, they feel like they are like suffering, and yet it is bringing about something good, something beautiful, something wonderful. So in the human world, discipline may look one way. And ultimately, Good discipline, healthy discipline in a family should lead to good things for the child. But often it only comes when they're doing something wrong that discipline comes through. And so that's how we sort of associate the term. But in the kingdom, it is not only for our good, but it is usually an indicator that we are going down the right path. We're going to read some scripture here in a moment that shows us that if you are not encountering spiritual discipline from the Lord, if you are not experiencing the chastisement of God, Essentially, if you're not experiencing some suffering and some hardship in in life, then you may not honestly be on the right path. You may not be walking with God like you think you are, certainly not as close to him as you think you are. And or you simply may be irrelevant to the enemy, the enemy that we have in this life. um, If you are not encountering some kind of opposition at times, not that you should live in constant pain or strife or difficulty, but that those times of discipline, if brought into your life and if submitted to the Lord and and endured appropriately, will always bring fruit, will always bring breakthrough, will always bring goodness. And so I want to reclaim the word discipline from the negative connotations in society, and I want to restore to myself a healthier understanding of it 
And I hope that if you're going through a season that feels like trial or tribulation, it feels like suffering, I want to inject hope into you as I do myself that perhaps, perhaps part, if not all of this season is disciplining you for a greater good in your life through God, with God, that you will come out on the other side in some way, maybe even thankful for it. So let's dive in today. Okay, so we are going to read out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 12 in the Bible. And I'm going to read about 17 verses to us, and then we'll sort of process that through and see if we come to a more hopeful understanding of discipline, a more reverent understanding of discipline. And maybe it helps reframe the season you are in or about to go in or have just come out of. Um, as the Lord continues to prune you and grow you. So beginning uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, let's read. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? It says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Okay, so where do we begin on that passage? There is so much to it. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 builds off of the great faith chapter, the faith of the patriarchs of Hebrews 11, where it goes back and systematically lifts, lists off these great patriarchs of our faith that built the faith we still walk in today. 
without ever having seen Jesus and without ever having as the access to the Father and the access to Holy Spirit that we have now, these great men and women of God that suffered so much on the earth and, and paved the way for us to walk in what we're walking in now. And so when it starts off in Hebrews chapter 1, verse chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So that cloud of witnesses, he's referring back to the people he just listed off in chapter 11 and all they went through and all they stood on to build so much of the world we live in now. And, and so it's sort of exhorting you to see like, hey, you stand on the shoulders of giants and you have this these witnesses that are for you and they're supporting you and they went before you. So lay everything aside. They suffered so much and didn't even have Jesus. They didn't get to have the intimacy and the closeness and the, the lack of separation that you have. And so do it, you know, go for it, go for it. Don't let anything hold you back. You have everything available to you. But then he goes into the struggle, the suffering of this life. And he, he reminds us, he says, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Like it, it hasn't gotten that hard for you. <laughs> and yet the, the cloud of witnesses before us, so many of them died or were murdered. Others lived long and wonderful lives, but some of them deeply suffered. And even if they didn't see a tragic end to their life, they deeply, deeply suffered inside of their life as they held on to the promises of God and they held on to their faith in God. And he's saying, many of you haven't resisted to that point. You haven't suffered to that point. Yet understand this, that the Lord will discipline the ones that he loves. He chastises every son whom he receives. So you can't be without discipline. And God often uses hard seasons, difficult seasons, seasons of suffering to be how he teaches you, how he illuminates himself to you, how he takes you to the next level. And so it's impossible to escape these seasons of life because there is so much disciplining and training that the Lord is actually giving to you if you'll allow it to be that. He says it is for discipline that you have to endure. He is, God is treating you as sons if you are experiencing the discipline of this life. If you are left without discipline, then you are illegitimate children and you are not sons of God. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And if we go back to one of our very early podcasts and we were reading um, out of the red letters in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, what, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all else shall be given unto you. And this is saying that the dis discipline of the Lord seems painful, but later it yields the fruit of righteousness. So if we are seeking after righteousness and discipline brings the fruit of righteousness, it gives us righteousness, <laughs> then you can understand how if you're seeking God, then that is going to mean <laughs> a certain amount of trial, difficulty, and hardship that is leading you to that righteousness you are seeking. They kind of go hand in hand. 
And <laughs> it makes me laugh because, you know, I think about that. I think about some, some radical prayers that I've prayed in my life. <laughs> God, whatever the cost, use me. <laughs> whatever the cost, I want to know you. And I meant it and I mean it. But man, we don't understand what we're saying. And the truth of the fact is, is the Bible says you will endure suffering in this life. Everyone does, really. Um, but if you walk the narrow way, you will endure suffering. It is the path that leads to righteousness. It is the path. It is the dis discipline of God. He will use that. He will use the trials and tribulations of this life to discipline you, to prune you so that you might walk in his glory and goodness and you might know the truth of God. But man, oh man, when you pray, no matter the cost, God, he, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I look back on this season and how hard, how absolutely brutal these last three years have felt. And you know what? It hasn't been until recently that I have been able to interpret this season as a trial that God has allowed for my good. Honestly, I have, I have felt it at many times that God, I must, I, even though I know better, <laughs> I must be out of the will of God. That's it. There's, I don't see any good that can come from this. I don't see how I can grow from this. I don't see how this helps me. And that sounds true because it, it, in the, t in the moment, right, it says, <laughs> uh, discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. And when you're in pain, can you think about anything else? Can you think, if you've broken your leg and you're feeling that searing pain, are you thinking, you know what, this is, I, I can see the good that's going to come from this. No, you can't because all you are are suffering. So that's why he says, um, it is for discipline that you have to endure. You have to endure in the seasons of pain. You, you, you can't, what I've learned is you can't try to figure it out when you're in the pain. When, it, when you're in the throes of it, the worst of it, you can't see how any of this could be good, how any of this could be helping you. And especially in my case at times when you, when you didn't handle the pain well, when you didn't take it on the chin, when you didn't, when you didn't carry it with grace and mercy and understanding and, and respond you know, exactly the way that you wish you could have or should have, it's very hard to think, you know what, God, you're, 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 you're leading me in the paths of righteousness right now. I am, I am growing in you. You know, like that's, that's not, <laughs> for me, that is not what I think and feel when I'm in deep suffering, especially in the way that I felt this, these last three years. But man, when you start to turn your attention to what might, what, if you just let a seed of faith, a seed of hope come into your heart of what might be going on here, what might God be doing this for? And I think I couldn't even think like that until I was as far out of it as I am now. And I'm not out of it. I still live where I live. I'm still suffering with all m many of the same things I've suffered from, from day one of arriving where I live. But I think there has been a maturing and and elevating in my my spirit and my soul to a point where I can now begin to look back. I've, I've done enough suffering. I've lived in this long enough that I can start looking back with grace in my eyes. And, and I'm growing. I'm, my, my capacity for it, my capacity for the suffering has expanded. Um, the grace in my heart, the mercy in my heart has begun to get 
a bit more uh, bloated for those around me. And I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of grace for myself now that I didn't really have throughout this process, let alone for the people and the things and the situations that I felt were hurting me. And so that's why I can only now just start to see it as like, hmm, maybe, maybe there's actually something to all of this that looks more like God just abandoning me, abandoning me to the most difficult season of my life. And so I wonder for you as well, maybe you're in the thick of it. You're in the thick of the pain and all you can think of is how can I stop the bleeding, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. Because the bleeding will stop. The suffering will get a little bit less intense and you will reach a point where you can look back and reflect and begin to see, actually, this might be healing me. This might be growing me in ways that like I couldn't see when the bone broke. And so, yeah, I just want to bless you with that to consider that. And I will be back with another scripture in just a moment. Okay, so my final scripture for today is coming out of John chapter 15. This is the red letters again. Jesus is speaking. John chapter 15, um, verse 1 and 2. And he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Hmm. So that a sign that sounds a little bit like another way of saying discipline, right? Discipline is training up. It is rearing you. It is growing you. And oftentimes, as we've discussed, spiritual discipline looks like you walking through a difficult season where you desperately need to rely on and depend on the Lord and his word and his voice as he illuminates your understanding of how to navigate navigate a situation and as he grows in you certain spiritual muscles and tools to navigate this season as best as you can so that when you endure a similar season in the future or you come in contact with people going through similar seasons, you actually can minister to that. You can support that. You can walk through it better. You can walk through it more righteous and more sure-footed in God and, and watch yourself elevating and growing and strengthening in your in, in the spirit. So pruning is in, it is another word for that. It's another spiritual term, a natural term even for, for growing. And so Jesus is saying every branch. So Jesus is the vine. The father is the vine dresser. He is the gardener. He is the one that looks after the branches in the garden. And we are those branches that come from Jesus. And he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So we are to bear fruit, and we will talk more in coming episodes about what the fruit of the gospel, the fruit of the Spirit, will actually looks like, what it is. But every person who does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And so if you think about being pruned, what is pruning? Pruning is trimming a tree, a shrub, a bush, it's trimming by cutting away the dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. 
That is a natural, literal definition. So if you have a garden and you go out there and you prune back your rose bushes and you prune these things in the moment, it may seem like if I was the bush, that would hurt, right? (laughs) That would hurt. That would not feel good in the moment. Why are you cutting me away? Why are you diminishing who I am? Why are you lessening the ground I, I take over? But it is, the plant can't understand it. But the vine dresser, the gardener, understands that by cutting away the dead bits of that plant or the overgrown parts of that plant, it will actually increase its fruitfulness and increase its power to grow. But if you ask the plant, does it like it, it's, it's not going to like that. So as we're being disciplined, as we're being pruned, number one, that's evidence that we are on the right path. We are doing something right. We are growing. You can't be pruned if you're not growing, number one. And number two, it's evidence that he loves us and he's doing something good that feels painful in the moment, but it is good for our future. It's a tip of the hat, so to speak, from the Lord to us that, hey, you're my kid, you're on the right track, and I want to do everything in my power to make your journey as successful, as powerful, as fruitful as it can be with me. He doesn't do it if he doesn't love you. So I bless you to see that you are a wonderful little branch in the garden of God. And right now, as with myself, you might be going through a hard season. It might feel really, really painful. But instead of just getting lost in the woe is me, how could you, God? Where are you? What is this? Stop the pain. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Try as you might to endure with a position in your heart of faith. God, I choose to believe. I can't see you. I can't hear you. I don't understand this. I don't see the good that comes from this. But I choose to believe that maybe, just maybe, you're pruning me. Maybe, just maybe, you're disciplining me. And that is evidence that I'm with you. That is evidence that you're with me. That is evidence that I'm on the right track. And good night, I can't wait to see (laughs) the increased fruitfulness and growth that comes from me on the other side of this. So I bless you to celebrate, to, to, to glory in God, to worship and praise, even in the midst of your suffering. And I ask that if there's someone you know that's in a similar circumstance right now or in a circumstance of pain or suffering that makes no real sense and they just need to be reminded of the truth, I ask that you would send them this podcast and lift their hearts and encourage them just as I'm encouraging myself because trust and believe I understand what it is to suffer. And just know that this too will come to an end this particular season but that maybe, maybe, just maybe, something good, really good in God is coming from this. Okay, be blessed, dear listener. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Narrow Road Podcast, and I will be back with you tomorrow for another one. Bye-bye. 